Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. Last day of the week, Emer. It's Friday and we have a long weekend with the bank holiday. It is not, is it? It's amazing. Yeah. Time is flying, as they say. Yeah. God, it feels like the last bank holiday was such a long time ago. I was going to say May, but actually it was the June bank holiday. And yeah, my God. Uh, actually, it's my daughter's birthday on Sunday. Oh, wow. Mm, I won't tell you what age she is because then I'm going to feel really, really old. <laughs> so uh, let's say she's over one. <laughs> Right, so three then. (laughs) (laughs) No, keep going, but we won't go there. We won't go there. So uh, so what are you up to for the weekend? Well, as you know, I am active. You know, since I turned 50, I've got even more active. You know, I got the bike for my birthday. You know, I have my Strava app. Um, You know, and yesterday, you know, I, I did some more research into the best cycling apps of 2021. Oh, my God, you're not taking this a bit far, like... Get up, bike, far, no? Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 you're not going to pedal that one through. No. That's even worse. <laughs> but no, like it's, it is it is a huge market, the the cycling apps market. But Strava, oh. yes, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one I use myself personally. Great for route mapping and stuff. Um, but there is Map My Ride. That's um, under the Under Armour brand, I think. Okay. Um, and they have a whole load. They have Map My Walk. Um, map my run very very good there's bike map google maps obviously if you want to plan a long bike ride you can use something called Kamut. there's uh, ride with gps there's wahoo fitness and there's training peaks so so literally the world of biking has taken over my life um well it's good you know you're not converting me i'm a four-wheel girl i i'm not going to two ah but then it's the same there was a very famous guy. I don't know if he liked it. It was on a bike or he ever actually, mm. I don't know. But anyway, um, his name was Albert Einstein. Mm. Never heard of him. And he said, <laughs> life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Hint, yes. hint. And as the song goes in Madagascar too, I'd like to move it, move it. So let's move it. Okay. Well, you're moving <laughs> to your favorite part of the show. Oh my God, this show's going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this is an uphill struggle here for a second. You know, it is. I'm in the wrong gear. Um, listen, it is that time again, Emer. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. It's the digital giggle side of the show. Red alert! Red alert! Go on. <laughs> Since we were talking about cycling, etc. Yes, I know. You're going around in circles here. I am, literally. Yeah. Um, but I found... I found a, a joke related to cycling, so I, I thought mm-hmm. I might kind of give this one to you. So, uh, Go on. Okay, Emer. Why could the bike not stand up on its own? I don't know. It was too tired. I know how it feels. <laughs> I've had two years of this. <laughs> I was going to say on your bike there. But anyway, as ever, all I have to say is if you find today's joke anyway engaging, they're supposed to be social media. But anyway, um, and you'd love more of them. 
Sorry, you are in luck. You can catch Philip's previous jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on to the Let's Go Social podcast on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify and the Dublin South FM website. So there you go. If you go have a check in and, uh, you know, pedal through the first three minutes, as I always say, you'll be grand. Listen, these are class, you know, people take notes. These are going to be useful at any occasion to bring a just because you're all pumped up and it's Friday. Anyway, <laughs> so today we have a really special guest. We are joined by someone who is the life and soul of the social media party, Mr. Greg Fry. Greg is the co-founder of Content Plan and helping businesses and companies create great content. As a social media strategist and trainer, Greg believes that in order to make social media work for your business, you must have a clear business goal a clearly defined strategy, and make sure that everything you do is measurable. He's also a public speaker, an expert in digital video and live streaming, content marketing and social selling, and that is just the start of it. So without further ado, welcome to Let's Get Social, Mr. Greg Fry. Whoop, whoop. Hello, everyone. Um, it's funny you're talking about bikes there. There's uh, just just where I am here. There's a there's a vampire bike around here that keeps biting people. What? <laughs> there is. It is. Uh, it's a vicious cycle. Oh, nice. There you go. There boom, you go. You're, 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 you're trumped there. Uh, you're I trumped. Think, yeah, I think um, you, you've blown so, my joke out of the water. There, there, I like there you it. go. So, so happy, happy Friday, everyone. And it's great to be on. It was actually a happy Friday until you two started talking. (laughs) uh, Hopefully the vampires didn't scare you there, Emer. But, you know. (laughs) Greg gets Uh, it, Emer. Greg gets uh, it. Do you have a bike, actually, Greg? I do, I do, yeah. I do. Uh, When was the last time you were on it? It's a great question. That's um, that's at least a couple of years ago, you know. So I don't use the Strava Strava app too much. I'm, you know, just I'm I'm more more of a jogger, a runner these days. That's 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 my new thing, you know. Oh well, I'm sorry. I'm using the Map My Run app that Philip was referring to, rather than Map. It's good, isn't it? It it actually is good for tracking, and it kind of it gives you that sort of that motivation that. God, I did. Like, I, I used it last night when I was walking the dog and I didn't realise, geez, I walked three and a half K, you know? It doesn't feel like three and a half K. Absolutely. You look, it makes those mini heart attacks when I'm running down the road, like, nearly <laughs> worthwhile at the end. Like, oh, my God, you know, that was nearly worth it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know. I'm, I'm starting to have a heart attack listening. Uh, anyway, so how would you rate our head of the digital giggle? Did he convert you? Well, to be honest with you, I promised I would slag uh, Philip off when I came on. But in fairness, his, his enthusiasm, I had to rate him quite highly in the end. So I'm actually going to backpedal <laughs> from where I was before. And uh, I, I'm going to give him a free ride and say, yeah, I, I thought he did a pretty good job. So well done, Philip. That's made five stars. Thank you five so star much. rating. There yeah. you go. Listen, that's class. So, Mr. Greg Fry. I have uh, always, I have to say, I'm a big fan of yours. As you know, I remember going to see you at an event and I thought, my God, he is the bee's knees. And I said, one day I'm going to sit down and have a chat with him, which we're doing now. And just to get the ball rolling or, uh, you know, and get away from these bike yeah, yeah, scenarios. Let's break, let's break yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> park the bikes, park the bikes. Yeah, park, park it the bikes. there. Um, how did it get all started for you? How did it get all started for me? It's a great question. So I suppose many, many years ago, I 
I suppose I I I I lived in the United States. I went to the United States uh, mm-hmm. after I finished college, um, not to show my age. I'm nearly as old as Philip. By golly, so really old, oh, wow. right? Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I went to the World Cup in 1994, and it took me nearly five years to come back. Is essentially what happened. Wow. And one big transition happened to me when I when I lived in America. Is I kind of changed my mindset from probably a mindset of uh, an I can't do mindset to an I can do mindset. So I know I sound a bit like Barack Obama. Yes, you can. But ultimately, my mindset completely changed from living in America. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is every time I went for a job, I answered questions during interviews with things like, eh, maybe I could do that. And I think I could do that. And perhaps maybe probably if mm-hmm. he gave me some training. Mm-hmm. And my Americans, American counterparts were going in going, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I'm the best at that. And I wasn't getting job opportunities. So I had mm-hmm. to I had to bolster my confidence. So a massive shift in my life happened by living in America, even though I have a love-hate relationship with America. But I, I changed into a, an I can do person. When I came back, I worked in the recruitment industry for God knows how many years, far too many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll fast forward that piece um, a little bit. And then I went to set up a business which was called Careers Coach, designed at helping people find the right career path for them. So I set up Careers, Careers Coach. I believe to the best of my ability, I still managed to hold the world record to this day mm. of building the worst website that has ever been built on the internet. <laughs> no, no, no. I probably, I, I probably could beat you on that. I, I disagree. <laughs> it's, I think I have that medal and uh, no one's going to beat me on that. Um, and I flung open the digital doors of my careers coach business and nothing, and I mean nothing, goddamn happened. Mm-hmm. And I realized very, very quickly, as maybe a little bit of tumbleweed drifted, would drifted across the internet, mm-hmm. is I realized that no one could do business with me unless they knew that I existed. And even if they knew that I existed, no one could do business with me unless they liked me. Mm-hmm. Um, so despite my enthusiasm and my good intentions, I was failing miserably. So for me, I embraced social media, a bit like a long lost lover, to tell people who I was, what I did, and most importantly, what value I could offer them. Mm-hmm. And it was on the back of my social media usage that business started to come in. And if it wasn't for that, I'd probably be divorced right now and living on the street with a failed business. So social media saved my life. Um, I also started touting a word big time back then called personal branding, the importance of building your personal brand online. So whether you're trying to uh, attract in a new employer that wants to hire you Mm -hmm. or even to get a step up in the job that you're currently working in, having a good online presence with good connections was key. So personal branding became massive. And it was on the back of that that I ended up speaking, doing my first ever big speaking gig in the RDS in Dublin at a job trade fair called, it was Monsters, Monsters Job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember my wife's Australian and she was driving me to the RDS um, to give to give my first big talk ever, and we just about getting out of the car, and she goes, um, 
She goes, so what are you doing again today? I said, I'm speaking at this this, this event on, on LinkedIn. And she goes, on oh, LinkedIn, what's LinkedIn? I said, well, essentially it's a, it's a business to business networking app. It's a little bit more complex than that, but mm-hmm. that's essentially what it is. And she goes, so what the hell do you know about LinkedIn? I said, well, I know a bit about it. And she goes, well, so why would they ask you? And she just, like, she just, my wife, support my wife. for you. <laughs> and, and she said, um, she said, but sure, you've never spoken to more than like five people in the one place in your entire life. <laughs> and I remember getting out of the car and literally my legs buckling. Oh, no. And going, oh, Jesus, I don't know. That's a real uh, pep talk, isn't I don't it? how I'm going to cope. <laughs> And I knew then if I could get through the next 45 minutes, I could do anything. And somehow uh, I stumbled through that first talk and the kind of rest became history. I kind of got excited about speaking to people in public, excited about empowering people, more motivated and dedicated than ever Mm -hmm. before about helping people build their personal brand. And again, that was a big eureka moment when it came to starting my business. So that pet talk, which wasn't the best at the time, Mm. possibly helped me as well. So so that's it. So, so that's kind of how I got started. And then on the back of that, um, those talks, mm-hmm. a phone call from a company, which is relatively new back then, called the Digital Marketing Institute. Um, oh, I think I've heard of that one. <laughs> it's a small, smallest company. They, they've done all right. Yeah, but I had a phone call from, from Ant, I think it was Anthony Quigley that called um, saying, listen, we have, an, we have an urgent requirement for someone to deliver a Facebook uh, training course for us. Uh, tomorrow can Mm -hmm. you do it and I suppose me like a fool said yes and kind of the rest is history I kind of panicked then for 24 hours and tried to put together some slides and muddled through that session and suddenly I'd gone from muddling through a LinkedIn session to, to doing a doing a Facebook training session for the Digital Marketing Institute and that's how I suppose my I suppose my business started to kick off when it came to to uh, social media and digital marketing training. It's a great story. Uh, it is. It's, like, it's um, I suppose it just kind of screams that you know, keep persevering, never give mm. up, step outside your comfort zone. Yeah, just and, just uh, do it. That's know. the big thing. Is we don't, we don't, we 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 stay within our goddamn comfort zone all the time. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, there's a massive thrill to be had by stepping outside of your comfort zone and surviving, even it's, though it is traumatic. Yeah. Uh, there's a massive, massive thrill to it. So it certainly nearly becomes like an addiction where you want to want to constantly move outside your comfort zone and start to to push your boundaries. Yeah. And that was definitely the best pep talk ever, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it worked. I mean, it, it, it worked. It wouldn't. I wouldn't personally give it to someone else, but it worked. You know? But I mean, we're looking at the Olympics now that's on. And I mean, again, mm. all these, these athletes that are excelling and doing well and even making the Olympics. Yeah. The amount of work and dedication and stepping outside their comfort zone that they've had to do to succeed is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you're if you're listening to this show today and you're you ask yourself, am I kind of resting on my laurels a little bit? Can I push myself a little bit more to try new things and to do new things and to maybe um, to maybe push myself a little bit out of that comfort zone to be to be slightly better than I was. Um, uh, last month, this month, it's mm. an amazing thing to what you can achieve. Well, life's too life's too short, Craig. So you know, yeah, no, give it a go. Absolutely, absolutely. Because yeah. the, the learnings you you get by doing that are, are yeah. amazing. You know, like yeah. um, like Greg, 
something that's really apparent in social uh, is the whole sort of, I suppose, entertainment factor. And you created a term way back, which uh, my 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 super cool co-host Emer has stolen from you, um, called <laughs> edutainment. Um, can, can you share with our listeners what that is and and how businesses can harness that kind of that edutain in their strategy on social? Absolutely. Well, j- just to put th- things straight, I am convinced that I can, that I came up with the word edutain. edutain. You did. You I did. Of it. But the reality is I probably didn't. I, I can't remember. I mean, I'm sure someone else, I'm sure I stole it from someone before. But Well, I've been but, marketing it for you. But that's brilliant. And, that, and, yeah. and, and that, that's that's spot on. But I like I love the idea. I suppose when it comes, particularly when it comes to social media, um, you know, the biggest mistake that companies often make and individuals make is they try to blend in. And social media is about standing out and mm. not blending in. So if I'm scrolling through a busy news feed, not only do I want to see something useful and valuable from mm-hmm. a client or a company or an individual, I also need to be entertained. Entertained. Mm. So I need both of those things together. I, so as a business, how can I educate my customer about my product or my service or my 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 business offering mm-hmm. and how can i entertain them at the same time so they'll actually consume that content maybe like me and mm. take action and the two need to go hand in hand so it doesn't matter whether you're using maybe a more conservative social media platform as mm. it may be perceived the likes of linkedin or whether you're using tiktok if we're not um if we're not educating and entertaining were failing because what some businesses might do is they may become very good entertainers online Mm. and that's great but if it's not converting into any any awareness around your product or service and any business results as regards any sales or any action Mm. um, you're just like a mindless court jester online aren't you so that doesn't work Uh, but if you're just trying to educate people and they're not going to tune in and listen because there's other things for them to consume you're going to fail too so you in order to succeed on social media you've got to educate your customer about who you are, what you do, and how they can buy your products and services in an entertaining way. So that's how that word edutainment uh, comes comes to mind. And so, I, I was going to say that's what Philip tries to do every week on this show, isn't yeah. it, Philip? I try indeed. Yeah. Uh, no, whether I succeed. We all know about those, all know about those bicing app, bicycle apps now, thanks to you, you know, because you, you entertained us so well earlier on. Well, you might but now look at that bike across the corner of the room, you know, maybe take off the shirt and pants that are hanging, <laughs> hanging over it, drying, and you might get on it and cycle and use one of those apps, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And then again, he may not. He may not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit distracted. I've got with the with the edutainment thing. It's if if you if you just get playing in your head, that it's that Robbie Williams song, "Let Me Entertain You." So uh, let so let me edutain you. So there, there you go. You there should you actually go. market that now. Um, yeah. Actually, talking of ways to uh, engage your audience, what would you say? Have you got maybe say top three ways to keep them entertained, engaged, and all that jazz? What would you 
kind of suggest? Tips to educate your audience on social media. I mean, again, it's 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 slightly it's slightly straightforward. So I mean, we nearly we nearly have to stop thinking about social media and just say, what are the best ways I could educate my audience? And maybe even think about, we were talking to them face to face. And I think this is a problem that we often fall into mm. is we, we, you know, we, we jump online and we jump onto social media. We become a little bit wooden. We become a little bit more statement driven and we forget to be conversational. So, I mean, the number one way to engage your audience on social media is to be conversational and to, to, to nearly to talk to them as if you're as if they're in, in, in front of you rather than using Shakespearean in, in English with, uh, with with pointed statements that don't allow them to participate with you. So, I mean, a massive thing is how can I create content or create an update that's written in a conversational way that allows my audience to to either nod their head when they're consuming that content and agree or disagree with me um, or participate in that content. So it sounds so basic, but Mm -hmm. the wording, the wording that we use is everything. So uh, just use conversational wording. Uh, mm-hmm. becomes absolutely vital. So yeah. asking, like asking your quest, uh, question, yeah. uh, seeing what they come back with. It could be something as basic as saying, do you agree or disagree? Like, again, that's pretty boring, but it, it could be something as basic as that. The strange yeah. thing is if I make a statement and I say, do you agree or disagree? Even if someone doesn't leave a comment, when they're reading that update in their head, they're going, I agree or I disagree. Mm. Mm. Um, and, and you're actually engaging with them. You don't even realize you are, but it's amazing. Uh, just as a consumer, look at other people's content that you're consuming on social and you'll notice that, that the, the businesses or the accounts that use conversational language are the accounts that you remember. And whilst you not, might not even be physically engaging with them online, mentally in your head, you're engaging with them. Because you're, you know, you're agreeing, you're disagreeing, you have an opinion on them, and mm. so on. And ultimately, that's what you're trying to do when when we're online. We're trying to build a personality. The one word I would always refer to when it comes to social media is likability. Mm. So what you really yeah. do is to build a personality and to build an element of likability because. I want to be the organization that someone wants to come and do business with yeah. rather than just another business that does X. Just, so, just actually on that that point, Greg, that's a very interesting point. Do, do you find that businesses struggle with their personality? As in, it's one thing when it's, say, Jim or Mary face-to-face representing the business because the individual might be putting forward their, a bit of their own personality. But when it's the business themselves or the company trying to get that tone of voice or, you know, how should we speak or what is our personality? How do we want to come across? Do you find that businesses struggle with that and how they can maybe get around that or overcome that? Yeah, 100% they struggle with it. And there's just, there's just this, I mean, social media is goddamn scary, right? So there's this Mm. massive fear of making a mistake, sounding stupid and, um, uh, with fear comes a conservative approach, which means that I blend in with everyone else rather than standing out and I fail. Mm. So what really works with companies that certainly we would work with a bit is to, you know, there may be three or four people potentially representing the company online through their social media channels, is is to build a, build a persona of your organization. So it's essentially imagine your organization as a person. 
mm-hmm. and literally build a personality for them. You may some companies even give their give their social media presence or their Twitter account a name, and they they literally profile. You know, are they are they funny? Are they serious? Are they matter of fact? You know, what is their personality? Mm-hmm. Um, and just by defining that, just well, just just gives an element of certainty, an element of I know who I am. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if a member of staff is jumping into a social media channel, they know who they are, they yeah. know what their personality is, they know what they can and cannot say, and they can move forward with certainty. And really, when we think about it, it's no different from, you know, a, a call center with a customer service call center defining some sort of kind of tone and empathy on how they. They, they deal with their, their customers over the phone. It's just to define that piece. Yeah. And I think so often with social, companies are reacting and reacting and reacting rather than stopping and strategically planning about how they're going to do something in an engaging way. Yeah. And um, certainly when it comes to big companies, Philip, you, you see it time and time again, where mm. in many ways, sometimes the objective of big companies on social media is not to stand out. It's just not to screw up. So yeah. ultimately, they, they, you know, they, they, they actually don't have, which is a bit of a shame, but they don't actually have the interest to be amazing and to be really engaging mm. and to stand out. They just want to blend in and not cock up online. So yeah. you, know, you look at Dot the eye across the team. Yeah, um, just, just, just keep it yeah. safe, keep it safe, keep it safe. And, you know, I, I do think that social media is about standing out, not blending in. Um, like that's actually a good segue into this question then, Greg, because I suppose... When it comes to content marketing, you have content marketing, and then as as you've coined on on your site, you have remarkable content. You know, like how would you describe remarkable content so that business owners could utilize that? Yeah, remarkable content. Again, it's you can nearly say you're going round in circles a little bit, but re- remarkable content is content that's better than every everyone else's content out there. Again, it's about the standing out, not blending in piece here again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how, how can you make sure that your content stands out from your competitors' content and from all other content in your customers' newsfeed? Because that's you're not just competing on social media against your competitors, you're competing with every other piece of content in the newsfeed. So how do you stand out? Yeah. So, so remarkable content is typically content that's, I would nearly say that that's written with the end user or the, the customer or client in mind rather than the company. And I think that's in many ways the trick. So if I can write, if I can write content, really valuable, useful, cool, um, engaging content from my customer's perspective rather than from my company's perspective, it's going to resonate much better for them. Mm. And I think so many companies, we fall victim into going back to being overly salesy, overly pushy, um, and, and forget about the value that we're offering the consumer of our particular content. So yeah. I know it sounds a slightly bonkers comment, but I've always said to people, you know, think more like a customer and less like a business when yeah. it comes to creating your remarkable content. But that just just remember that very, very key thing that you are not just competing with your, your competition on social. You're competing with every other piece of content in someone's newsfeed. So yeah. That's, yeah, that's, as you say, like, I mean, people are so scroll, they'll scroll so fast through things. And if you are not a scroll stopper, you are going to miss that opportunity. And having, as you say, 
remarkable content that will stand out and people yeah. will maybe remark on. So that be right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It needs to be it needs to be remarked on. But again, you know, so it's just as you say with the conversation stopper, it's so Mm. You know, that content probably needs to be really simple and easy to digest. So again, it's like literally in a So second. would you say like, you know, like you could take them on a little series, like you could have, you know, like, you know, thought for today or tip for today or, you know, and keep bring them on that journey. They want to go, oh, what's Greg going to post tomorrow? Well, 100%. Well, certainly when it comes mm. to say content marketing and even content calendars and, and literally yeah. repeating the same valuable series of content on a mm-hmm. weekly so every Tuesday, it's the recipe of the week. Um, so I know on a Tuesday that there's a recipe of the week. Um, is there actually? Because I'm always looking for a really good baking I'm, I'm, one. I'm sure, I'm sure there is. I, I yeah. think one. You can't bake him. I sure feel it. You keep trying. Sounds like, a, sounds like a business venture venture for Philip. I could see him in the bikini <laughs> in the kitchen doing baking. Exactly. <laughs> you know, here's my here's my 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 fairy buns. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna burn them off in the bike, so you will, you know? Absolutely. Them buns yeah. hot on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> Too much information. Absolutely. Actually, uh, like just in relation to, to that, Greg, like would you find that because th- this was a point myself and Emer were chatting about, and we sort of kind of felt that sometimes businesses get locked into that sort of um, comparison sort of scenario mm. with their competitors, as in they'll see their comparison. Oh, they're writing blogs, there are 2,000 words. We better do that as opposed to, well, no, we think video is going to work best. So the comparison might be doing that. Let's see what they're doing is it resonating, but let's try and improve on it. Would that be a fair point that you might see? One, 100%. I think, I think, like, I think it was many years ago. I think it was maybe not that many years ago, but all the main car companies were all using the same advertising agency to create their ads. And literally every ad was a car driving up a dirt track. Oh like, yeah, it was just bonkers. Mm. But essentially, it was because they were all far following themselves. They weren't bucking yeah. the trend. So there's two things that you made that you mentioned there. That's a, that's a valid valid point to take on board. Is dare to dare to be different. Number one, yeah. dare to be mm. different. So don't copy everyone else for the sake mm-hmm. of copying everyone else. Particularly when they have a bigger budget and you're never going to compete with them in yeah. that space. And the second thing is play to your strengths. Mm. So if your team and you're, you're, you're better suited to creating really good podcasts or audio content or video content mm-hmm. over blog content, play to that strength. Yeah. Uh, rather than suffer and struggle creating 2,000 word blog posts when it's something you're naturally not very, very good at and wonder why it doesn't work or give up very easily. Mm-hmm. So yeah. think about what works for you and play to your strengths and dare to be different. Uh, the, when we were talking about being remarkable and standing out when it came to, to posts, you know, I always think that even an update that gets to the goddamn point very quickly that answers the question, what's in it for me as a consumer that works the best. So if your first words can define what's in it for the reader, um, you're going to get far better engagement and far better return on investment from your, your social media efforts. So you often see updates of check out our latest blog post on, um, you know, on bicycle apps from Philip the Curry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just like, 
Like I'm bored to death there, but actually, you know, um, better delete that blog down, shouldn't I? <laughs> but, but, but even if you if you repurpose that to going, okay, well, we've written the blog, uh, that's fair enough. We've written the blog. Mm. So mm. what are the what are the nuggets of gold in that blog that I can repurpose for social media to share value mm-hmm. and then invite people to read the full article back on the website? So I never say check out our latest blog or check out this. I'd yeah. be going. You have to. You have to kind of encourage yeah. them. Yeah, and well, well, yeah, give them, give them value from the beginning. So give mm. them value for free. So again, mm. Strava is the best bicycle app in the world, and it's free, and whatever it might be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but just give them the piece of value, not the long spiel with a bitly link trying to send them to your long-winded article that they may not be invested in reading yet because it's not going to work. So answer the question. Your your first first job when it comes to standing out, being remarkable, getting return from your social media efforts is, can I answer the what's in it for me at the very, very beginning of my post? Well, what's in it for me then, Philip? Well, I don't know. Uh, I I think... um, take Greg's advice and we'll continue with the jokes because we get to the point we're giving value and we're edutaining. You think? (laughs) And it's it's okay, Emer. His his bicycle blog isn't, there's nothing in it for you because you don't write. No, you're not my target audience. Okay. No, no, <laughs> I don't. Okay. I have not. I haven't got one pair of cycling shorts. So, so, so there that's you go. Okay. And I think yeah. that's an that's a problem that we often make on social media is we're trying to appeal to everyone, and by appealing to everyone, we appeal to no one because we're bland, we're yes. boring, we're stale. So if Philip talks about Strava being the number one uh, bicing app, and you see that in your newsfeed, and you go, "I've got no flipping interest." In- <laughs> And I keep scrolling. That's good. That's a success for Philip because the article was not meant for you in the first place. So sometimes, sometimes as businesses, we forget um, that we don't need to uh, please and appeal to everyone with every one of our updates. So, and Greg, I was going to say, like, I know you are everywhere, and thank God Philip isn't. But anyway, um, like you're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat. The the journey goes on. Um, and we always say normally to people, you can't be on everything. But what's your secret? Would you agree? Is it like, you know, don't yeah, be on everything? I, yeah, except, look, you are, except you are. Except you are. I am and I'm not. I mean, so I, I suppose my mum my, my, my used to say, she was dreadful one for these quotes, you know, these, these horrible. Oh, I've, I've one of those, yeah. Mm. But she's, you know, it's this the usual stuff, you know. Greg, you have one mouth and two ears and you should use in that proportion or whatever it was, you know. So... Mm. For me, uh, I, a lot of social media I use for listening. So it's listening and 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 seeing what what people are conversations people are having, uh, who's influencing people. So mm-hmm. whilst I might be on Pinterest a lot, I'm using it to listen more than to broadcast on. It's it's a listening tool for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Again, because I'm a bit of a geek, a bit like Philip when it comes to technology and tools. <laughs> You're calling the geek, Craig. <laughs> Like I, I don't I'm, geek. I'm calling, you, I'm calling you out as a geek. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were brothers. Thank yeah, crunch. Thank crunch. Because I was calling myself a geek as well. So we're both geeks. Um, so we're both geeks in this space. So certainly, you know, even the likes of TikTok, I'm fascinated on TikTok. Mm. But again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a, a TikTok creator. Mm-hmm. Um, again, same thing with Snapchat. I, I enjoy watching mm-hmm. what 
other companies are doing on Snapchat and why they're doing stuff in certain ways and so on. So, so do it for research. Yeah, well, a lot of it just, and, and I suppose because I'm a geek and I enjoy that stuff mm. and it, it helps me understand what works mm-hmm. and if I'm targeting different audiences, what platforms work best for different audiences. And I think yeah. then mistakes that businesses make is not only trying to be on every platform, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of them try to be, mm-hmm. and being on no platform well, which yeah bonkers um but the other thing is they choose to be on the platforms they're the most comfortable with rather than the ones that are the best for the audience that they're trying to engage with so So that's that's a good tip actually you know where's your audience and be there be where they are not where you Mm. want to be so people like there's a lot of people you know that use facebook all their lives and they're Mm -hmm. obsessed with facebook they love facebook so Mm -hmm. that's where their their efforts are when in Mm. fact they're a goddamn business to business organization mm-hmm. and LinkedIn, which they don't like, is the perfect platform for them to be, to I be agree. doing yeah. work on, but mm-hmm. they're not there because it's not where they're comfortable. So get over yourselves, people. And quite <laughs> yeah. frankly, look at where your customers would like to hang out with you and build a meaningful presence there. I was and- gonna say, I was gonna say, Greg, you better be careful or be telling you to get on your bike there, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like actually, <laughs> you've made some interesting points. There, you have. Um, you definitely uh, have. Um, Greg, and I suppose if there's businesses listening to us today who may be starting to embrace social more, you know, you've mentioned there, be where your customers are, mm-hmm. you know, create content that's going to edutain, be remarkable, but be relevant, be your own brand, find out, you know, what you stand for. Would there be other kind of tips that you always feel a business should look at in order to be successful on social? Yeah, I mean, and again, they're they're really quite straightforward. I mean, one of the, the cheat the, the way to cheat on social media a little bit is um, is to plan and to mm-hmm. to, 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 to figure out. So what we find with businesses is businesses they they, they get busy and things start to pick up and their social media efforts become very ad hoc. You know, Mm. suddenly they went from posting um, three times a day to not posting anything in two months. And it's like anything else. When we think of, say, a a television station, imagine RTE, you know, they broadcast on seven channels, 24 hours a day for a week, and then they didn't broadcast anything for three months. Yeah. Consistency wow. is key, bizarre, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. So, so yeah. like you're trying, you're trying to build an audience, and the the weird thing with social is one of the brilliant things with social media is to build a community of people that will want to purchase from you multiple times and essentially become your passive sales team. Mm-hmm. Or so, how do you keep them edutained? Well, you have to keep them edutained by being consistent. So. You know, I know it's so basic, but something as simple as a social media calendar where you go, we post on Facebook three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Mm-hmm. And on Monday, it's the bicycle tips of the week. In On Wednesday, it's it's Philip's country baking hour. My other love as I do it on a bike. And on um, Saturday, it's uh, it's guess how old Emer's kids are. So, <gasps> um, But the reality is, 
you know, you you create things in a in, in a theme so you can kind of plan it and you can make sure that your content is of a standard that mm-hmm. it needs to physically be at. Um, and that in many ways is the way of cheating to be successful when it comes to social media. The other things is just to be aware, and it just drives me demented uh, when you look at businesses that are newsfeed, 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 when the story format is here as well. So mm. there are two channels, and you could argue there's much more than two channels, but there's two channels, bare minimum, that you need to broadcast on when it comes to the likes of Facebook, and that's Facebook mm-hmm. newsfeed and Facebook stories. Pretty obvious. On Mm -hmm. Instagram, we have Instagram newsfeed, we have Instagram reels, and we have Instagram stories. So it's just to be aware that just blasting an occasional post out on a newsfeed is no longer enough. No. So so we need to be broadcasting even within a platform on multiple channels across that platform. And if we're clever, we can start to plan content where on Facebook it was – Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. On stories, it's Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, it's uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. On Instagram stories, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever. So you can yeah. you can repurpose and use some of that content in multiple places to get organized. So that's a massive thing. How can I get organized with what I'm doing? The other thing, and it infuriates me with businesses, is it's very, very difficult to win on social media in 2021 without igniting your message with low-cost targeted ads. And, you know, the amount of businesses that that one talks to that goes, well, we wouldn't be spending any money on ads or we wouldn't have any budget on ads. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to win on organic postings yeah. unless you're prepared to put your hand in the pocket and amplify your best content with low cost ads. So the trick probably when it comes to 2021, when it comes to social and what works is better quality content, less of it and backed up and ignited with low-cost social ads. And that doesn't matter. So if if you want to use Snapchat because you want to get to a younger audience, you need to figure out Snapchat ads. You need to look at TikTok ads if that's an audience you're after. So it's not just Facebook and Google ads. We need to get become aware that in order to succeed in this space in 2021, great content plus ads equals success. So you have to, as I say, be strategic and dip your toe into a few of the features and see how that pans out for you. You know, test and see, Uh, because you may feel that, okay, we're going okay with organic, but as you say, try out the ads, see if it makes uh, a bit of an effort for you. Yeah, I mean, even if you're doing well organic, think of how much better you could potentially do if you if you amplified that. I mean, if I want to get mm. to yeah. the mums, if I want to get to mums, I'm running a say a, a soccer camp in mm-hmm. Dublin, yeah. and I want to get to mums. I mean, I can target mums in particular geographical areas to mm-hmm. where my soccer camp is with my with with, with my message. Now, it doesn't yeah. matter how good my organic was; I can reach. 10 times, maybe even 100 times more people mm-hmm. uh, with low-cost advertising that's going to generate me a significant revenue. So what I would be saying is 
social media shouldn't just be about branding and awareness. It should be about business results. So Mm -hmm. dare to be strategic with some ads to make sure more of the right people see your content that can become your customers. I mean, it's crazy not to be uh, not to be doing that. If you don't plan it out, you know, uh, you won't know. And I always say, give it a go. Um, I was going to say to you, Greg, as co-founder of Content Plan, which is, I have to say, it's a, uh, guys, do go check them out. Um, Can you share with us, have you anything exciting happening and any plans that you're allowed to share uh, coming up? Um, so content plan, it's contentplan.ie. We're, I suppose, we're a digital agency that specializes in, I suppose, digital strategy, mm-hmm. uh, digital mentoring, uh, running digital campaigns for companies, particularly social. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we, we do a lot of uh, training for our clients. Mm-hmm. I suppose the one thing that, that COVID put together, something that I've been banging my drum about for a long time, is, is, is video and the fact that video is such a such a powerful tool when it comes to building relationships and building efficiency in your business. So I mm-hmm. suppose the one thing that's kind of on our cards at the moment is, you know, certainly more, more on-demand training uh, for, for, for clients. So essentially bite-sized chunks um, consume, consume the content you need mm-hmm. when you need it uh, 20, 24-7. So that's definitely something that we're, we're working on. Mm-hmm. Again, we've noticed this year, and uh, you guys were two years into your show at the moment. Yes. You know, the, the we, I've been saying for years, there's, you know, there's a bit of an audio revolution, and we've seen Clubhouse mm-hmm. take off. We've got Twitter spaces. We're looking at Facebook rolling out. Mm-hmm. audio thing. So again, we, we are looking at a, a kind of a podcast, nothing to rival. You guys couldn't do the brilliant digital jokes that Philip did. Oh, but, he's, but he's being nice now, Philip. He's being nice. Certainly, <laughs> um, certainly what, we're, what we're all about at Content Plan is offering offering value. To, mm-hmm. we, we like to see ourselves as givers, not takers. Yeah. And doers, not talkers. Mm-hmm. So essentially, um, you know, we are looking at a podcast series that literally empowers businesses regardless Mm -hmm. of whether they become a client or not, Mm -hmm. to action and helps them move forward um, in the social media and digital marketing world with an air air of confidence and an air of, I suppose, a glint in their eye to dare to be different from everyone else. And I think Mm -hmm. that's that's what we really want to do. Well, I have to agree with you, like the audio side of things, because last weekend I was out power hosing and I had my AirPods in and I was talking away to myself, as I say, uh, listening and uh, ticking in because sometimes you get so busy, you know, and you go to watch something and you don't, you get distracted. Um, and then with COVID and all, we were all uh, doing a bit more walking. I didn't say cycling and uh, Never cycle listening and to no. your pods in, you know, very <laughs> dangerous, you know. I would agree. Um, yeah. But walking along and listening to um, some social media jokes, maybe, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it actually kind of, no pun intended, kills two birds with one stone. So you could be out rather than talking to yourself. You could be actually listening and learning. Absolutely. And, yeah. and we can we can see before we all watch and listen or we all listen to, to podcasts and to mm-hmm. audio. And we've all listened to some awful stuff, haven't we? Like some, oh, yeah. 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 Don't. 
I'm still listening to some awful stuff. And people promoting themselves in a kind of a mindless, horrible way, you know, just Mm -hmm. just, just dreadful stuff. Yeah. And it's back to this edutainment piece is Mm. how can I create content? It doesn't matter whether it's audio, video, visual, blogs, that's genuinely interesting for Mm -hmm. a consumer to listen to. And that's 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 the trick. And I mean, years ago, when we were looking at writing blogs, we talked about the importance of getting your titles and planning your content and making sure your content was really good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing how many people jump into the audio world because it's the audio world and they just start talking junk, yeah. garbage, waffle. And, um, you know, so so we have an opportunity as businesses uh, for everyone listening to be better than everyone else. So, again, if your content can edutain, it mm-hmm. um, doesn't matter whether it's video you want to embrace or audio you want to embrace, you can make a big difference and stand out. Well, Greg, it's been it's been fantastic having you on because you are one of the sort of the, I suppose, I suppose it'd be fair to say you're like one of the digital pioneers within yes. this country um, and uh, you sort of paved the way for myself and Emer in our mm-hmm. digital kind of journey. So obviously, thank you. Um, and of course, the wisdom you've given on the show today is so practical. And I think there's so many takeaways that businesses that are listening today can start to activate straight away. There's nothing complex, but it's all common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned your website is contentplan.ie. So definitely businesses, if you're looking for Greg's expertise or his team, get onto the website there and have a look around and, and make contact. So, uh, so yeah, so it's been, it's been great talking to you, Greg. Thank you so much for coming on. No worries. And I have to say, Greg, you had a better joke than he did. Well, I, 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 I was going to leave you just with one final tip, you know, just to oh, listen to right So, uh, and that's his, you know, I have a dog, right? And my, my, my dog used to used to chase everyone on a bike. Um, <laughs> Good. I need this one. I was chased recently. Chase <laughs> so then I took his bike away. And it's, it's been <laughs> so, just so, you know. Right. Thanks, Greg. That's very useful. <laughs> so lovely being on the show, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Do you think you'll come back? I'd love to come back. Right, there you go, Philip. You better start. Uh, you I, know. Better, I better. Um, I better edutain and get ready for the next. Uh, the next time, make sure the joke yeah, is up yeah, to up your game there. I will. Well, we will definitely have you back on again, Greg. Thank you so much, uh, and obviously wishing you and all the content plan every continued success. All I have to say now is, if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course on the Dublin South FM website. So please do download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all that is left to say is, I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy, the long-suffering co-host of Fit Social Media. <laughs> and we'll see you again soon, won't we, Philip? <laughs> we will for more Let's Get Social. See you then. Bye.